Snakes and weights. Snakes and weights. Snakes and weights. Yeah, like snakes and weights has got like mad cow disease. <laughs> What is up, everybody? This is Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to which team will win a championship first, the Mets or the Knicks? Now, I'm going for you, Mr. Thrill, because I know that you are both a Knicks and a Mets fan. (laughs) Who do you think? Oh, my my God. Who do you think is closer? Mets. The Mets. At least the Mets got to the World Series a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And every few years they pretend like they're an actual baseball organization. Mm-hmm. While the Knicks are just, they've been a mess for like a decade plus. And we'll continue. And we'll continue, because I don't see them getting any better anytime soon. So I'm going to go Mets, even though I'll probably win a championship before either one of those two franchises do. And I don't do anything to win a championship, so. Huh. Exactly. Matty Bizzle doesn't know what a sport is, so... Uh, I will go with the Mets because they're, they're the only team I actually ever rooted for when I was at some point into the sports. Explain so much about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to us on SoundCloud.com at Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples, the number two. two apples. You're also listening to us on Google Play Music and Apple Podcasts. Got them all right. Yeah, boy. Practicing in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Google Play Music. Google Play Music. Google Play Music. I... And the best host in all of SoundCloud. Well, wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. What? <laughs> wait a disrespect. Shades. L- joined by the two best co-hosts. Is it oh, wait, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All of a sudden. We're the co-hosts and you're like, the you're, main host? Yeah, you're the host and we're the co-hosts? I'm the face. Oh, my God. It's all on audio. There is no face. I'm the face. You're the heel. Listen, it's the only the face, face. That's also people true. know is the sunglasses. That's it. I mean, I got fans, fans. You're the heel. I'm the face. He's Michael Cole. So. No. Rough. Why you do this to me? Byron Saxton. Can't I be like Renee Young at least or something? I hate Renee Young, so yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> but am I host? Are, gonna, are they going to introduce oh, themselves? I'm sorry. I'm doing this by myself here. My, <laughs> I am, of course... The illustrious. The illustrious. What is Maddie going? Bizzle? Double Z. Double E. I gotta look it up every week. Ooh, what new words <laughs> am I using now? <laughs> As always, I am Will, the thrill, the poetarian, major Still English, no whatever you want to call it. That's who I be, cause I be the best, the best in the West. That's who it is. We're on the East Coast, not the West Coast. I live on West Nine, stupid. What up? He's, he's the best <laughs> on the east, on the west side, north, south, Antarctica, all around yeah, the world. Not even, the best in the galaxy. What? Brock Lesnar, Universal Champion, they got nothing on me. What up? Speaking of Universal Champion. What it do? Um, we're all Universal Champions in the heart of shades. All right, guys? Boom, Aww. boom, boom. I think I'm crying, guys. This is how he makes up for trying to be the host of the show. <laughs> okay. get, got a lot of uh, wrestling to talk over. Yeah, well, yes, we do. So let's get into that right away. But first... Use it. Ellie, ring that bell. So, we had NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool, which is NXT UK's first ever TakeOver event. And we started off with the crowning of the first ever NXT UK Tag Team Champions. We had Mustache Mountain of Trent Seven and Tyler Bate taking on 
Zach Gibson, and James Drake. I, for one, thought Mustache Mountain was going to win. It made the most sense to me because they're like a super established tag team, mm-hmm. and them with Pete Dunne as British Strong Style are super established in the UK. But WWE is going to WWE, and they put them on Gibson and Drake. And not be, not that they're bad you know, like performers. I just thought it made more sense to put it on Mustache Mountain. But it was a good match. The crowd was super into it. I've never seen... I mean, I don't watch too much UK independent wrestling, mm-hmm. but the fans at NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool were nuts. Like, at some point... This is what I always mention. At some point, they're all holding up one shoe <laughs> and chanting something. <laughs> I couldn't really make it out because at the time of the beginning of the show, I was actually playing Xbox with Jeremy, I mean with Shades, so I, I didn't really hear what they were saying, but they're all standing there with their shoe in their hand, chanting something. I'm just like, What? Wouldn't it be great if they just all threw their shoes in the ring? <laughs> <laughs> like everyone Tom just get with Tom Hawkins at everybody. And then the great part is that after it was all over, like the chance over, you just see them all just putting their shoe back on while they're watching the match. I'm just like, yo, you have American fans who don't ever shut up. You have Japanese fans who don't say anything. Who don't? Who are, like Japanese fans are just like, they're just oh, like, I was going oh. to say the UK fans seems to be a really interesting middle ground between Japanese audiences and the United the U- US audience. I was talking to my brother about it, and he made this comparison, which makes a lot of sense. So he watches a lot more like football, soccer, than like I do. And he was when I was explaining to him and describing the UK um, fan base there, he was saying, "Oh, so it sounds like a <coughs> soccer match." Yeah, I was like. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And they love their uh, football. They love their, their football out in the UK. So I guess that's that makes sense. They treat it in the similar fashion. So it's very interesting to see the different fan bases in between the States, Japan, and United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. But Mustache Mountain did not become the first ever NXT UK Tag Team Champions. And instead, that went to Gibson and Drake. I actually thought Gibson and Drake were going to win. Really? I, th- I thought that Mustache Mountain was too, o- too obvious of a choice. Makes sense. Um, I mean, we knew what was going to happen for the women's. We kind of knew what was going to happen for the, you know, the UK championship. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? For me, this is a no-brainer. Like, I don't think Mustache Mountain... Mustache Mountain doesn't need it. They That's don't fair. need the belts. That's fair. Um, they were also uni- um, NXT tag team champions prior yep. to Undisputed Era. So That's true. Yeah. Uh, is it a bigger name? Mustache Mountain, of course. Yeah, but I think I think this is good for uh, Gibson Drake. Yeah, for sure. And what do they call themselves? The the young, the grizzled young veterans. I think that's what they call themselves. Some weird that's name. That's a terrible name. <laughs> the, the, the name of their tagging? It is Simba. Like, it's like, can you stop <laughs> treating my Sorry, dog like I'll she's Simba? Um, that's like their not official tag team name. Cute, but it's it's really bad. Mm. Well, talking about bad. Next match is not bad. So the next match didn't even. So it was supposed to be Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin. And they showed a segment, like a pre-recorded clip of Travis Banks entering the, biz- the building and Jordan Devlin jumping Travis Banks, injuring his knee. Mm-hmm. So when Travis Banks came out for the match, he kind of went after Jordan Devlin and Devlin again went back to the knee, beat up Travis Banks to the point where he couldn't have the match. So Johnny Saint and I forgot the other guy's name, they, they like huddle together and they get on the mic and they're like, we had a feeling you were going to do this, so we had a backup plan. Let's go out. Fans go crazy. Lights you hear. <gasps> 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 and 
and the word Balor and the that place erupted. You, I thought it exploded. I, I was like, oh, it's not. No, when they feed. make that, the, the, they've blown the roof off this place. Oh, like yeah. literally, the roof. Like it looked like it was gone. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 It was. They were definitely happy to see Finn Balor. Finn yeah, Balor. I'm. I'm watching it on a on my phone. Uh, Amanda's in the living the kitchen. And I guess she hears the music and she just runs like beeline from the kitchen to the bedroom and just does the Finn Balor like hand thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm done watching this now. Like, <laughs> she can't hear me when I'm two feet away from her, but she can hear Finn Balor's music 25 feet away. Okay. Uh, it was it was a good match. Now, my mm-hmm. issue with this match is that because Balor trained Devlin mm-hmm. and because they look so similar... And their ring gear is so similar. Mm-hmm. People spend a lot of time comparing the two. So it was a lot of like, oh, Finn Balor went up against himself. Or Finn Balor versus Mini Balor. And I feel like that's a slight on Devlin. And I feel bad because the dude's a good uh, you know, performer, a competitor in his own right. And for him to be overshadowed by Balor, I thought it was unfortunate. It made sense. And, and it works for the show in a bubble. But in terms of what it did for Devlin... I think it's unfortunate. Devlin's character kind of reminds me of um, Prince Devitt when he was in New mm-hmm. Japan. Right. He has charisma. Yeah. My my issue with him is um. What where where do you go from here? Mm. I mean, now the comparison is going to be Finn Balor. Yeah. Which is going to be for him. It's a tough comparison. Excuse me. Very tough comparison. Yeah. I mean, he has all the tools. He's a good in-ring worker. He has charisma. He's good on the mic as a heel. Mm-hmm. You know, they just got to feed him somebody who he can work with. I don't know who that is right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's working with roster. Travis. Because the is Banks actually hurt or is that like just a work? It's kayfabe. Okay. So he could continue to work with Travis Banks. Travis, Travis Banks is like an average face kind of guy. Yeah. That's fine. But I don't know. I don't know if... the Again, I just don't like what it did for Devlin long term. Let's see what happens. I mean, they're still building that brand up. Mm-hmm. That's true. They're constantly acquiring new talent. So, yeah. who knows? We'll talk about more, I mean, th- yeah. more things later. But For sure. Continue on with Blackpool. Following match, I think, was the most anticipated match for the weekend. I mean, I was, but that's because I'm a huge Tony Storm fan. Well, uh, well like, so there was, like I'm sorry, said. so there was a match in between these two. But it was, like, no one cared. It was, like, a regular hardcore. This wasn't it was a no DQ match. It was a no oh, DQ Mastiff match versus, with Mastiff um, and... Yeah. Edwards. Yeah. This wasn't after the... No, it was in between. Oh, okay. Yeah. My apologies. It was the tag team title, uh, the Finn Balor match, then the te- the no DQ match, then... Was it Dennis Edwards or his name was... Dennis like? Edwards. Yeah. His name was driving me insane. Versus Mastiff, and th- that was... I watched it Before Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley. Yeah. And... I didn't care, and I didn't think it was worth noting. So, but yeah, moving on to the women's t- moving, <laughs> the women's championship again, match. The most anticipated match for me for that for the weekend, uh, the women's title match: Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm, defending champion. Rhea defending Ripley. champion, Rhea Ripley, versus Mayon Classic winner mm-hmm. Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I mean, I was very entertained with this match. I was surprised with how much of a um, strong show that Tony was. On with Rhea, the way they've been building Rhea um, the past couple weeks, they've make, been making her this giant powerhouse that's yeah. unstoppable. And they went last week on NXT UK, they showed a promo for um, the match, 
and it was just her getting annihilated at the UK women's tournament. Mm-hmm. And it was like see seeing them, you know, put on the show they did was um expected, I think. Like like I said, it was the most anticipated match of the weekend because they've been building both of these characters up for so so heavily the past couple weeks. I didn't get to see the last two matches, so mm. from what I've heard, like this was the best match of the night. Mm. Um, but Mr. Thrill, I I like to hear your opinion on the match because you are a very I, I'm strong a, lover of. I'm an avid Tony Storm supporter. Yes. Not only that, but women's wrestling. Yes, absolutely. I would actually argue that the opening tag match was match of the night. Mm-hmm. This was this was a good match. Don't get me wrong. And these are two women who Tony Storm has been doing this for X amount of years, even though she's only like 22, 22 which is insane. Yeah. She's been doing this for X amount of years. She's like a, a veteran at this point. She's, you know, a a shorthand worker. You know what you're going to get out of her. You know yep. you're going to get a good match. Rhea Ripley, who's young and up and coming, almost developing within WWE, even though she had a slight career beforehand. Um, my issue with this match, and I, took, I had the same umbrage with the following match, was... Shut up. <laughs> was this is the problem that WWE had on their main roster a few years ago, where they were booking finishes like trash, where finishers weren't finishers. Mm. I think Rhea Ripley kicked out of two Storm Zeros, and I think Tony Storm kicked out of, like, two Riptides. I'm like, what? what is the point of having a finisher if you're going to kick out of finishers all the time? It's funny, is that their names? Storm Zero and Riptide, kind of like... Hand in hand. I know. Nature jokes. Yes. So I, I definitely did enjoy the match. And I'm happy that Tony Storm went over. Because, and it made sense. She won the, the, the Mae Young Classic. You can tell that she is who WWE plans to use to build the NXT UK Women's Division. You can tell that that's who they're planning mm-hmm. on, on doing that with. I just, I don't like the tons of kickouts or finishers. I don't like uh, it. False finishes? I, false finishes are one thing. False finishes mm-hmm. versus kicking out of finishers. Two different things in my opinion. And I hate kicking out of finishers. And I just, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I like the idea, the excitement of as soon as someone hits their finish, you go, oh my god, this is it! And then one, two, three. Instead of going, well, it could be, it could not be. I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. One, two. I think that oh, okay, there's cool, a three. tad bit of predictability that comes with that too, though. Yeah, but it also, it's like a quick crescendo. It's like a, a quick um, build. Instead sure. of, I prefer that, I prefer to see the setup, and then he hits it, and then three count, and then you burst, versus, uh, oh, okay, cool. Hmm. So they did, okay, well, all right, they won. All right, awesome, cool. I don't, I'm, know. I don't know, for some reason, um, Omega Okada is constantly coming to my head now, because there's like, they're the complete. They, their two finishers in their, I think, second match were like complete opposite. Or their first match, like he, Kenny couldn't hit the one and angle, but Angel at all. But uh, Okada was just rainmakering it up the whole. So, match. Oh, but okay, but see, but that's and that's that goes to my point. Kenny never got to hit the one wing angel. Mm-hmm. In the four matches, he only hit it twice. Mm-hmm. He hit a thousand V triggers. I mean, well, yeah, but V triggers aren't his finish. Yeah, but his finish but is. But he hit a thousand V triggers. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Just that it's the double edged sword. It can be used either or. You know what I mean? But um, but it's used most effectively 
when it's used as a storytelling device, when they can't get it off, when they're working that part of their body to mm-hmm. hit it. You know, when you're Kenny Omega and you're trying to hit the one-winged angel, the best way for someone to kick out is if they're using their arm or their leg. So you weaken their arm or their leg so you have a better chance of hitting the one-winged angel. The fact that he only hit it twice and one time was a rope break, or no, not a rope break, Okada rolled away from the pin, mm-hmm. and the second time he hit, one, two, three, he became the champion. Mm-hmm. So, like, the build of it, is he going to hit it? Is he going to hit it? Is he going to hit it? You look for that moment mm-hmm. when they hit it. You know? Yeah. And I, I feel like you take that away when you have people kicking out of finishers all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my gripe with this match and the following match. Aye. So let's let's if you guys don't mind lead straight into the main event. Show. So the main event was defending champion Pete Dunne, who has been the WWE UK champion for six hundred plus days. some odd days. Jeez. Was it concurrently too? Is just concurrently? Yeah, yeah, just one reign. It's about a year and eight months. Versus take. Joe Coffey. Now a, too many kickouts of finishers. B. They had a botch top rope um, oh, when spot. When he fell off? Yeah. And then oh. they went back and did it again. Yeah. I'm like, why? If you go and you if you have a spot and it doesn't work, and it's an, it's an obvious spot where the guy's on the top rope, you have to set that up, up again. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you go for it again, we know that you had a spot that you messed up. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. one thing to, like, if you're doing something in the ring and you kind of mess it up and you come back to it, Dude, it, this is a very specific spot. And the fact they came back to it, I was like, guys, just leave it alone. Did they get it off the second time? I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, they both so the first, So the first time Joe Coffey's on the top rope. And he like trips and, and falls off. Into and the Pete Dunne climbs up, and Joe Coffey just kind of falls off. <laughs> so then Pete Dunne falls back into the ring. He goes out. He grabs Joe Coffey, who looks upset. They go back into the ring. They like scuffle for a bit. And then they do the spot again. But this time, they both fall out. So, if that was the spot, I guess then they got it off. If not, then they tried, They gave up after twice. <laughs> Either way, I think that's just it's well, ugly and it's sloppy. And this match went on forever. forever. Like something like 36 minutes or something like that, right? Um, I don't... It felt like 45 minutes. I don't know how long it was, mm-hmm. but it felt like at least 45 minutes. And I was just like, yo, is this match good? I like long matches. I'm not the kind of guy who's like, oh, I don't like long matches. I want five or ten minutes. I'm cool with, you know, 30, 35, 40. Hey, I watched Okada Omega go an hour draw. Mm -hmm. And I was into it the entire time. But this went 34 minutes, and it felt like 44 minutes. I could watch a solid slugfest for a while. But, like, I don't know. This match was just dull. It dragged. And, I don't know. For me, Pete Dunne's 600-day title reign has been eh to me as well. And the way they closed the night. So, my thing with the reign, and it kind of has to do with this match, Mm -hmm. was that, I mean, we were talking about this off the air, it never felt like he had a legitimate uh, threat Mm -hmm. to the championship. Right. And Joe Coffey... Don't get me wrong. He actually had a surprisingly really good match, but I never. It was never in question. He's just not that guy, mm-hmm. and I think that's part of this being thirty-four minutes and feeling like forty-four minutes. That these guys, they just Joe Coffey in particular, just does not have what it takes to p- p- put on a compelling thirty-four minute match. And but they left it all out there. They were they exhausted. Did. Oh, they definitely did. Yeah. Um, well, if you're wrestling for thirty-six minutes, then I, you'd be exhausted also. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, they really. It's not like I don't want to like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, sixty-minute Iron Man match where they left it all out there. Yeah, mm. this is just in terms of like the length of the match. Again, I didn't get to see this match, but the length of the match. The finish was interesting because he, um, Pete Dunne hits the bitter end. Mm-hmm. Paul, Co- I mean Joe Coffee, Paul Coffee, hockey loser. Um, Joe Coffee Yay. kicks out, and then. Pete Dunne rolls him into like one of his isolation finger submissions and he taps out to that. That's dumb. So I'm like, okay, that's different. Interesting. Sure. But I just, I, I wasn't a fan of this main event. I was a fan of, however, How They Close the Night. How They Close the Night. Where they, you know, NXT thinks they're cute. So they put the little copyright thing in the corner, like the show's over. Right, right. And then music hits. And, like, and boom, yeah. Walter. I was like, oh my god, it's Walter. <laughs> I'm like, look, that's the guy who's going to take the belt off of Pete Dunne. Pretty lame name, though. It's it just his, just, his Titan Tron. No, no, been... no, I'm just like saying, it's yeah. like, you guys remember a scary movie? It was like, give it up for my man, George. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, this is like, that's like, the new NXT United Kingdom champion, or WWE, they called it WWE United Kingdom champion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Walter. It's like, oh. I, like, I, like, I wonder what it must though. be like. He's, to he's be... terrifying. Like, he's <laughs> monstrous. And, like, he goes by, like, the ring general, so he's just like. He looks super serious all the time. Like, all the time. All the time. All the time. I wonder he's what it must street. be like to be, like, completely clueless to who this guy is. And you're just sitting there, and this dude comes out. His Titantron behind him just says Walter. This is Walter, and he's like this fat dude in a trench coat, like. Let's say a word. Just <laughs> I love his ring gear because his ring gear is like the most minimalist thing on the planet. It's just boots and trunks. That's it. No knee pads, no elbow pads, no wristbands, no wrist tape, can no can afford it. Nothing. You just see his gut. <laughs> can afford it. Just short boots, trunks, trench coat. I don't know if I brought this up before, but like he just looks like he just looks like the dad that comes to beat you. And he will beat you. Yeah, he definitely looks he like he will chop you. your chest. He will son. <laughs> chop cheese, boy. It's insane. Anyone that ever has a match with him, after the match, you just see like pictures of it, just red. Just chop. Just chop. <laughs> like Jericho's pictures. Yeah, red. Exactly. After, uh, Wrestling Where he's just showing off. Yeah, how yeah, no. Nah, beat up he is. Nah, it was bad, bad. Oof. But it was it was an overall good event. I expected it to be a little better, and I think I may have the sour taste in my mouth of the final match of the main event. But I thought it was good, you know, especially for their first takeover. You know, good on them. Good on them. But that was the end for NXT Blackpool. Yeah. So, Matt, what happened? Are we going to do Do we want to go into our NXT for 120, gentlemen? A little little new format. What? So, instead of NXT in 60, we're going to do 120. We're going to try this out. See how this works. If this works, we'll keep going 120. If it doesn't, we'll maybe try something else. I don't know. If you have any suggestions, those of all three of you who are listening to us, <laughs> please, by all means, give us your suggestions. We're all ears. We will not be doing 150 because Bill Pito will beat us up. <laughs> so, let's get into it. All right, so Matt, do you have your clock ready for the 120? Oh, wait. I uh, got the clock ready. You got the clock ready? Yeah. Ready? Mr. Bizzle, your time starts right now. So, NXT Prime opens up. Gargano coming out. Um, call, Cutting a promo. 
about the NA title. Last week, uh, Ciampa was going off about, cut a little promo hinting at a possible Gargano run at the North American champion. Ricochet follows, comes out, tells him, you want a shot? Come for it. Ciampa interrupts. Alistair Black interrupts. Alistair uh, takes down Ciampa, chases him to the back of the uh, stage of the Performance Center. And the segment closes with Gargano super kicking Ricochet, laying him out in the ring with the North American title. So, uh, Gargano, Ricochet, Phoenix take over, uh, take over Phoenix. They're just calling it. So that's going to be a fun one. Um, next segment was farewell cr match for Nikki Cross and Bianca um, versus Bianca Belair. There was a couple good, really cool spots in this match. Bianca Belair had an awesome gorilla press followed with a standing moonsault. Um, and she goes over with the KOD. Um, Nikki had a sweet little goodbye chant that was cut out of the match, um, out of the actual, actual taping. You can find that online. Um, Nikki then showed up on Raw this week. Hint, hint. Um, Marcel Bar Bartel versus Fab Fabian Anker, uh, Eichner. Um, European Union defeated uh, Hector Kunzman and Stanley Watts. And then Keith Lee announced th there was a match for next week. Keith Lee uh, versus Cassius Ono um, announced. So, yeah, um, EC3 closes the night out against Adam Cole. And Cole goes over as EC3 is on his way out. Just remember, guys, this week, no NXT UK because of uh, Black Cole. Time. All right. Got it right under the gun. Ted, okay. All right, all right. So this, again... Can you can you make it? Oh, I should talking? do that. I forgot I had a set of time. Can you, can you make it stop? Make it stop. Can I do it? Oh, it's yeah, we know we have a podcast we're doing here. Huh? Oh my bad. <laughs> so if again, if you if you listeners are out there are cool with the one twenty, you like the one twenty, we'll keep the one twenty. If not, throw us your suggestions. In the meantime, guys, let's talk about the all over the place booking that was this week's Monday Night Raw. Because. Mm. To say it was all over the place would be a vast understatement. Yeah, pretty all over the place. So there was a lot of good in this episode. There was good, but there was bad. There's it always was a bad. Mess. There's it was always a mess. bad. Here's I mean, I mean, what Raw starts off with, like Vince McMahon, the coming the, out of a limo. The the, like, the driver opens the door for him. He walks by. He stops. He's like such a rich guy thing. He's just like, there's a spot. The guy cleans it. He, he, misses looks, he misses again. He cleans it again. I was like, oh, way to like, like really rev up the snooty rich guy thing. And then Raw opens with just Braun Strowman coming out, cutting a better promo than he did last week. Boy, I could have talked about that last week, but it was still pretty bad. I think I've cut NXT's better. NXT in sixty seconds better than Braun's promo last week. You gonna put me on the spot on here? Lord, <laughs> <laughs> Lord. So he's like, uh, how Brock Lesnar's afraid of him. And I was like, no, he just doesn't get paid to be on Raw. That's basically <laughs> it. Um, I didn't like this whole segment thing with Baron coming out. And then 
Brock Lesnar just like not excuse me, Braun Strowman just interrupting him, like every like sentence. You're you're sca- oh you got fired you got I mean, but he didn't get fired. He still has a job. Well, he got fired from being GM. Well, he was he was relieved, relieved of his duties as acting GM. Yes, but he wasn't fired. Semantics. Mm. Semantics. You were fired. Why? Then he just chases Baron Corbin to the back, and then like, they're looking around for him. Like, all right, we're gonna go c- go to commercial. Fine, he's gonna find him. They're gonna do whatever. And then it's like the guitar strum. <laughs> Elias is singing a song about he's Baron, like, Baron Corbin. Corbin. I was like, all right, this went from being okay to getting like, I don't know, goofy. Bro, like, all is- of a sudden, I was like, when did I enter an RPG? <laughs> Where like. The instructions are being sung by some guy like in the corner, and your goal will be right there. I'm like, what? What kind of NPC nonsense is? What? I don't understand. So uh, then, Roach Jones, the, the yard troll that shows up, he's like, oh, that thing's this way. Right? I was like, am I playing Final Fantasy right? Now? I don't understand. Braun Strowman grabs a pipe, busts open the window, not Goldberg style, so he doesn't. Wait, just, yeah, his like <laughs> hammer fists the glass until it breaks. Baron Corbin gets out to the other side, and then... After the door was ripped off, yeah? No, he rips the door off afterwards, and mm. Baron Corbin's on the other side like, Hey, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Not my limo. <laughs> Not my limo! Vince whose limo was it? Vin- Vince, it was Vince like, If he was complaining about that that one spot, he's going to have a bigger issue with that oh, door. The, the one thing I did appreciate about this whole segment was Vince comes out, looks at Braun... Braun looks at him, he kind of gives him a, well, what do you want me to do? (laughs) And then he tries to put the door back on, and then it falls, and he's just like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. And then Vince finds him on $100,000 for the door. door. And I'm like, man, this is a stretch Lincoln. That definitely doesn't cost that much. And then I hate I don't know why, why, but I really hated Strowman's reaction, his response. $100,000 is nothing. Or it doesn't mean anything. Some, some like... Oh, was, nah, this, nah, like, this, this limo doesn't even doesn't cost, cost that much. 000. Yeah, or something like that. Some nonsense. Like, shut up. Shut up. You just ripped the doors off of your boss's car. He's like, fine, if I'm giving just, you $100,000, I'm going to like, this thing. He's like, oh, he yells or something like that, and... Vince is like, oh, you want to be a tough guy? You want to be a tough guy? Guess what? You just lost your universal title match at the Royal Rumble. And Brock, and then Braun Strowman just lifts the, the thing up and then screams, ROAR! And I'm just like, why wouldn't you be more angry? You just lost your universal title match. Well, he was so angry, he... He was so angry, he flipped the limo. He flipped the limo. Yeah, but he yelled afterwards. Because he was angry. He, he posed for the camera. He was like, oh, I'm angry. Look how angry I am. My thing is. He was like, Nicholas, come back. During the like the, the next match, they show Brock Lesnar being escorted by the police. Braun Strowman. Well, I keep calling Brock Lesnar, right? Brock yeah, Lesnar. I don't know. I got Brock on the brain. Brock on the brain. Brock on the brain. Braun Strowman. Maybe I'll get that right. Um... They show Braun Strowman getting escorted out by the police. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but why? Well, he broke a limo. Yeah, guy. <laughs> he didn't break it. He just turned it upside down. It still works. He tore the, the door off. The, the door's not the engine. And the engine then he runs. turned it over. It crushed the top. If nothing else, it's vandalism of private property. And destruction of private property. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> but Vince didn't say he was pressing charges. Laws are laws, Jeremy. Shades. The laws don't exist. Yeah, no, right. You get you can run some over someone over in a car, and you just have a match about it. Vince <laughs> doesn't care about the laws. He just wants his money. That's what it comes down to. But. So that so so that's the the kind of the um, the overarching story on Raw was that Braun is stripped of his title match. So now who's going to face Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble? Brock Lesnar. So we end up with Vince McMahon deciding to have a fatal four way match between. Juan Senna, um, so yeah, Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre, blanking on names, Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin and, and then Finn Balor came out and he was like, "I'm tired of being, you know, not thought of in these conversations. I'm the only one here who's a Universal Champion." Yada yada, qua qua qua. Vince doesn't believe in me, basically. Right, and so a couple things here. A, everyone except for Baron Corbin had a legitimate, like, reason to reason to, to compete for it. Right, Cena. Very, like, it makes sense. He was like, listen. I want to be 17-time champ. I'll be 17-time champ. You gave me the chance once before, and I never let you down. Look what I've done for you, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay. Hard to argue. Then Drew McIntyre is like, man, screw this old fuddy-duddy who ain't here more than once a week <laughs> or once a month or once a year. I'm the new guy in town. Like, oh, you know, it's kind of hard did, to argue. Did any? I'm sorry. I didn't, don't mean to interrupt, but did anybody catch... Uh, Drew McIntyre saying that your time is up. My, My time, time is now. <laughs> I was like, doo, doo, doo. I was going down off. When he said that, I was like, okay, CB, my time is now. It's a franchise boy. I'm, 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 like, I'm surprised John Cena didn't bust out to rap. I, I like, son, I did it in my head. I finished the rest of the song for him. Uh, Amanda was asleep. I was going to five knuckle shuffle. I was like, no. I want to see John Cena go up to him. So, you think you're untouchable? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> the doctor of Thugonomics. <laughs> so, like, everyone has a legitimate gripe, and, and everyone, you know, whatever. So then, Jinder Mahal finds Vince in the hallway at some point, and he's like, The only reason I didn't come out before is because Sunil Singh was hurt and I was tending to him. I'm the modern day Maharaja. I'm just like, right. The what? The modern day Maharaja. Oh, you said it too fast. The Maharaja. <laughs> But, like, he convinces Vince. Oh, he called himself the greatest, one of the best WWE champions of all time. I was like, boy, you want something, something. And Vince is like, yo, you think you won the best champions of all time, huh? <laughs> so Prove it tonight. He goes, you can pick anybody you want. And the way Vince explained it made zero sense. Because he was like, pick anyone in the match and you'll have their shot at Royal Rumble. I was like, wait. Like, if you beat them, you'll have their spot. In the Royal Rumble. In at, tonight to... For the number one contender spot in the Royal Rumble. That's what it ended up meaning. No, no, that's what it's supposed to mean. Yeah, but no. he kind of like, no, he explained like, uh, if you beat him tonight, you have their spot at the Royal Rumble. Exactly. I was, I was like, like, really? Yeah. yeah. He's just like, I like, didn't catch that. I thought, I thought I completely understood what was going on. I was like, oh, cool. So he's gonna fight Finn Balor. Yeah, of course that makes sense to you. Yeah. But anyway, I read things so, upside down. I don't know. What to tell. Like he said that, and I go, wait, did Vince just give away that he was? I don't. Does Vince know what he's supposed to be doing here? <laughs> Vince is old now, man. So he's like, I will take on Finn Balor. And I was like, all right, cool. And Finn beats him. It's like, couldn't you just fight Baron Corbin, make it a bit more believable? Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, you're going to beat Finn Balor. Like, can you just yeah, I'm get sure. rid of... Like, what I liked also was that they, they played on the whole... Um, the idea that Vince only likes, you know, big sweaty men. Yeah, he said, look at all this, this beef. beef. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> look at all this beef. I'm just like... He said, you're good. You're just... 
You're not all this beef. You, you, you don't have the beef. Vince takes off his jacket, shows his right. Genetic, Imagine just genetic. This is beef. The genetic <laughs> jackhammer. His skin started peeling off. He's just flesh now. Uh, what what uh, do you used to call it? the what? What the largest grapefruits in the world? Yeah. yeah thank you. Heck? Yeah, he has the largest grapefruits in the in the world. I can't. Testicular fortitude. You yo, you gotta watch old Attitude Era Vince McMahon. Mr. McMahon, son, there's a reason why when he comes out nowadays, people you get the bow. Strut. Son, because because he got the waddle. Attitude <laughs> Era Mr. McMahon. It's not, is probably, it's not a waddle, it's a strut. It's one sure, of the greatest characters in all of wrestling. The dude was insane. He was just angry all the time. He was nuts. It was fantastic. <laughs> when he was working out to to his match for Austin, he's like, "I hate Austin. I hate Austin." <laughs> Bro, you gotta go back and watch it. It's like it's like the greatest thing in the Matt, world. You have to, you have to. Oy. Well, so there was some other interesting things. Again, it was it was an episode of Good and Bad. So bad, Braun gets stripped. Good, Balor takes his spot because he ends up winning the main event, and he is now facing Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. Well, you just got to jump straight to the main event. <laughs> because Raw was all over the place. Exactly. We get to be all over the place. Exactly. Good. I, I mean, actually, you know, I don't know if this is good or bad. We can talk about this. There's a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship. Mm. Mm. Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins. and, Dean and Lashley. 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 Seth rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> yeah. Why do you like this? Limbisk is about to sue us right now. <laughs> they need all the money they can get. Um, Lashley went over. Yeah. This was the shock of the night for me. We have a new IC champion. That I is... knew Dean wasn't going to win. That's all I knew. Halfway through the match, the way the match was playing out, I was like, huh, Dean's not going to retain. It was a matter of was it going to be Seth or Bobby. And that was, I was surprised, and I like. So I'm going to go out and say I like that they put it on Bobby Lashley. I do too, for some reason. I don't know. What do you think they're going to do with him now? Anything. Now they can. He has he has something to do now. Hmm. And this also keeps him away from Brock. Yeah, yeah. Because he's the obvious person to go up against Brock Lesnar. Both guys are in MMA, both guys are wrestlers, both both guys are like giant meat mountains. Beefy guys. They're they're both beefy. Where's the beef? beef. Um so and they make sense to go up against each other, but clearly Vince does not hold lashes in regard as Lesnar because he's not as much money as Lesnar, so he doesn't want them anywhere near each other. This gives Lashley something to do. Keeps him away from Lesnar. Look, Seth doesn't need the IC title. Seth is the IC title at this point. He's pretty much the walking embodiment of the Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. And Dean has now proven time and time again that he's not a good champion. Yeah, I US, was... US, WWE, IC, he's not a good champion. I, I, I'm happy they took the belt off of Dean because I was getting that same, like, Nakamura feeling where, oh my god. Like, I'm just going to sit there. It's not that it's just gonna sit there. It's excuse me. He's locked up with his feud uh, with Seth Rollins. The feud that WWE has already messed up. Correct. Um, but it, it's, I don't know. Such I, I was, a weird feud. I, I always said, you know, Dean Ambrose is the weaker link in of the, the in the, of the three in the Shield, and I mean this just proves it. How long was he the champion? A month. It's kind of been more than two months. He won it at TLC, yes. Yeah, so oh, a month. Geez. Tomorrow would have been a month. That's pretty bad. That's bad. 
That's bad. Well, they also like I don't know what they do with his character. It doesn't make any sense. They had so much promise like with I the said, heel turn. They had so much to work with to give a character with depth. Well, they spit the bid with the whole uh, uh, being a germaphobe. Now he's a germaphobe. I was like, what are you doing? Like I said a couple weeks back, like I think they need to take him off the brand and put him somewhere else. And put him on. He can't last on SmackDown right now. Do you see what SmackDown's putting up on a week to week basis? They can't keep doing he this thing. He can't last Seth. on SmackDown. He's not. He can't hang with Mustafa and Joe and and uh, AJ and Daniel Bryan and Andrade and uh, and, Rusev? and Mysterio. He can't hang with. He's got one person he can hang with. Rusev. Mm, they can figure the Miz. He's not even good enough for the Miz. They're both good talkers, but in terms of like in ring work, I don't know. Then I wouldn't think he their feud was okay. Look at the match he put on with Seth Rollins; it was boring. They were chanting, "Boring." I, I mean, I just, you I have just think they need Dean to get face Miz. It's gonna be horrendous. Listen, I'm not saying it's perfect, but I'm just saying that I I don't see he's not whatever they're doing with him and Seth right now is not working. So they have to do so something left. else. 205 Live. Yeah, yeah. They're going to put Dean Ambrose in 205 Live. NXT UK. What? Now we're just talking crazy. Just get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. They like, can't. Go, let him, let they him, can't. They can't. Let him go to the indies. They can't. We'll no. come John Moxley again. Shield is too Never much money. Never going to happen. That's it. Shield is too much money. They can't do it. Especially yeah. if, if Roman comes back anytime soon. They gotta have Dean Ambrose there because they have to do the Shield. The Shield is printing money for the. It doesn't look like Roman's gonna be back anytime soon. I mean, he shouldn't be. He needs, he needs to take care of himself. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so that's good-ish, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I don't, I don't see a negative. Okay. And having Bobby Lashley. What is a negative, in my opinion, is how they're debuting these call-ups, where they're mm. kind of just not doing anything. EC3 was in a picture-in-picture segment where he just shows up on screen, smiles, and he's gone. He went SmackDown. Same thing on SmackDown. He's just, he's posing in front of a mirror. He's posing in front of a mirror. I'm like, what? It's like Lex Luger, the narcissist? Yeah. It was not. Lacey Evans on Raw, she's She's having a conversation with somebody. Who's she talking to? It was random. Dana Brooke and somebody else. Was it Dana Brooke? Yeah, Dana Brooke and somebody else. Just yapping nonsense. And then Mm -hmm. this week... She's watching the monitor during the um, the segment with Asuka and Becky and the Iconics. Yeah, so the way Cole put, broke it down was that these NXT call-ups are going to be bouncing between the brands until they find a steady home for whatever reason. I don't know what how they're going to settle that, but... Because WWE has not decided what to do with them because they don't know what they're doing. Well, yeah. Oh, oh are we going to talk about Otis? We will, we will, because we're going to go, again, good and bad, good and bad. This whole Raw has been good to bad, good to bad. I mean, I thought Nikki, Nikki Cross to SmackDown was a surefire thing. So in, in two plus two equals four, minus one, that's three. Quick maths. What? He's he not about quick maths. Man's not hot? Man wants exposure. Man wants exposure. Take your shirt off outside, that's exposure. Exactly. Sauce. Real sauce. No ketchup. Listen, step before you get caught with the copy right now, okay? <laughs> oh, wait. Big Shaq. Big Shaq. Big Shaq. He's not going to do that. But. So, okay. So then yeah. back to the good, right? So they unveil the first 
ever. Quote, unquote, the inaugural <coughs> 80s. <coughs> it was around for about six years. <coughs> Sorry. Caught some history in my, in my throat. Caught some history? Um, isn't that what he does? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like the wordplay that you did there. Thank you. It's cute. Anyway. So they unveiled the brand new WWE Women's Tag Team Championships Games. and announced um, that they man. will be crowned at Elimination Chamber. So it's going to be three teams from Raw, three teams from SmackDown, all Elimination Chamber. The winners become the inaugural, quote unquote, all the air quotes. The first ever, second ever. <laughs> the first ever, <laughs> second ever. Women's Tag Team Champions. During the unveiling and announcement of this segment, we it had... Was during the moment of bliss. Yeah, during a moment of bliss, we had another bed, because apparently, <laughs> do you see how I'm already scratching my head? Because this is so annoying. Do you, do you want me to? Otis Dovovich oh, of Heavy Machinery. I, we're not going to talk about Paul Heyman coming up. Who cares? He was just there. It was, was weird. It was the all of Raw was weird. I liked parts of it. Like the we had a, a random PA knock on a door. Okay, I'm sorry. I can't. Uh, let's rewind a little bit. PA holding this like cup that's all bedazzled out for Alexa Bliss knocks on the door like seventeen <laughs> times, right? Miss Bliss, Miss Bliss, I have your blah blah blah. Miss Bliss knocks, knocks, knocks. Was I'm like Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. Right? Alexa, Alexa, right? Alexa, Alexa. He knocks like a million times. He opens the, the door home. super slow. And now I'm coming in, Miss Bliss. I'm announcing it. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. He takes a step in, turns, and she's surprised, and she has to cover herself. Oh, my God. Noise. Noise. Bro, are you deaf? Mm, you I'm definitely heard him the entire time. And she said suffering from concussion still, so. <laughs> <laughs> like, Concussions what? are not nothing to laugh at. I'm like, yo, WWE, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this locker room, she's topless thing? And just, Between her and Mandy Rose. I, mean, oh. I don't know why they're doing these. I mean, I was choked on my pizza. Mm. At least with the Mandy Rose thing, they're doing a spin on it where, like, Jimmy isn't playing into it. Mm -hmm. Like, him and Naomi are trying to play her back. So, like, at least they're doing that. Mm -hmm. But I don't understand what they're doing on Raw with this. So then Otis Dovich comes out, and I think the implication is... So, Corey, I think Corey, or, or what's his, Michael Cole, made the implication that he was there because of the tag titles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, those are those aren't for you. But I think the actual implication was that he was all riled up by Alexa, by Alexa Bliss. Bliss. He was there, did you hear what he was screaming? No, she was just <laughs> gibberish. He was kind <laughs> <playing> gibberish. <laughs> At some point, it was like, pretty ladies. Did he? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, if, oh, you, if anyone who's listening has ever watched The Waterboy, <laughs> if you know the trainer that works out with the team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's Otis Dovich. I live by Monday. I live by Monday. <laughs> He's getting out, though. <laughs> Got that, like, Louisiana yeah, He just said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That is great. <laughs> I didn't Poor know, Otis. I didn't, understand what, I, was, I didn't understand what was happening. But. And then Tucker Knight comes and, like, tries to restrain him. He's like, He's, like, He's, like, seething. <laughs> Like the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> Stakes and weights, stakes and weights, stakes and weights. Yeah, like Stakes and weights has got like mad cow disease right <laughs> <laughs> He's nuts. <laughs> oh my god. Please, I'm sorry, we should have warned you to lower your headphones at this moment in time. <laughs> 
So that happened. Thanks to weeks. <laughs> Thanks to weeks. Oh my god, it was insane. I loved it. I'm not gonna lie. I was rolling like a baby. I was like, this is this is hilarious. No, nah, I Presents. was watching like what? What what are we doing? I'm terrified they're gonna make heavy machinery into the next ascension. But they're not good to begin with, and this is now they're introducing them to the to the mainstream audience. Like Oh yeah. Otis Dovich being like <laughs> a weird perv. <laughs> is he though? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You guys ever watched the Wild Thornberries? Remember Donnie? Okay, let's guys. Let's get this show back on, on the rails. There are rails? Let's let's get together. Okay, so you talked about a, a good and then a bad. Yeah. Let's go back to a good. Okay. The Tag team match: Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax and Tamina. Mm-hmm. The good for me in this was them booking Sasha strong. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. where she won the entire match. Basically, yep. she did the whole. She did everything. Um, she did all the sports. I think it was. It wasn't the bank statement. It was the uh, side rush and leg sweep into, into the, to the bank statement. Yeah. Uh, on Tamina, Tamina tapped. Fine. <laughs> Tamina eating it, no problem. What I don't like, and this is what Tom actually messaged, um, not messaged us, but he commented on Facebook mm-hmm. was, doesn't it make Ronda look weak that she was, like, pleading with Sasha? Please, mm-hmm. oh, I'm misunderstanding, Sasha, please, please. That's not what I meant, Sasha, please. I was like, what? What? I was sitting there watching this, and I was like, Becky Lynch, please tweet at this girl, like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> Just go off on her about fuck. this. Because that's all they had to do to ruin Ronda's, like, and then, reputation. And then backstage, they. they have Bailey arguing, arguing with, with Natalia Benatti. as, like, proxies. I'm just like, oh, I was man. like, oh, here come, uh, here, it's incoming Bailey versus uh, Natty match. And surprise. And it's like, surprise. Remember when we said we're not going to do the same thing over again and Here's cram all the women into the same match? Another six women tag match. <laughs> And like, oh, they get a partner of their choosing. And I was like, oh, Q Ember Moon, here we go, blah, blah, blah. Right, no. And then Nikki Cross, and I was like, oh, pleasantly surprised. Wait, now she's not on SmackDown. <laughs> and then they explain, I was yeah. like, oh, well, why didn't you explain that earlier? Now I'm fucking a fool. <laughs> but I love Nikki Cross on this match. She was, I love Nikki Cross, period. I know you love Nikki Cross, period. But it was awesome, like... She, she. There was a point in the match where, um, the riot squad all came into the ring, mm-hmm. and Natalia and ba- Bailey came in, and Nikki so was no, like, "No, let, let Nikki, Nikki play." <laughs> Bro, she's awesome. Golden. I don't Golden. understand why they're like they're messing around. Just put her on SmackDown. Put her with Sanity. Let them do something. Yeah. Let them run roughshod over SmackDown. I they mean, probably it's... will put her on SmackDown eventually, oh. but I mean, they're like they said, they're shuffling them around. Let her have a couple matches. Maybe she'll have a match with Ember Moon in a week or two. Who knows? It'll be but, something fresh, something interesting to get out of Raw. Um, we don't have to worry. Like, if if she goes to SmackDown, then we'll have to worry about oh, a year. asleep. Oh, I don't know. Oh. William just woke his dog up. Terrible. She'll be fine. Poor girl. She was, yo, she was cold asleep. She, I know she was asleep. My bad. She's all right. She likes to be pet. She's, she's good. Bro, you shook her head. <laughs> she likes it. 
Anyway. <clears throat> so, Nikki Cross goes to... Oh, God. I'm dying over here. Don't die. <clears throat> uh, Nikki Cross goes to SmackDown. What, is she going to have the same match with SmackDown people for a year? Let her have a couple matches with people no, on Raw. if you put her with Sanity, then what you have What difference does it make? She's going to be cramped to a six-man tag every every other Raw. At I'm, least on SmackDown, they have a women's division they're doing something with. I get that. And but they're all doing so. Do stuff. you? You can put her with talent that she won't be normally able to compete with six months from now, is my point. How do you figure? So they could put her in a match with Ember, or they could put her in a match with Ruby. or they could Ember put her in a match doing nothing. Ruby, who's in the Riot Squad. So Hold on, let him, let, let him state his case. All right, my bad, I'm sorry. Put her in a match with, like I said, just something fresh on Raw that we haven't seen, because Nikki hasn't been on Raw. And she hasn't been on SmackDown. Okay, so then... But so, y- your point doesn't make any sense to me. You're talking about... one match on each brand. Yes. Th- yeah. Well, she had a single match with Becky, mm-hmm. and she had a six-man tag on Raw. Right. So, basically, she's already faced three women on the Raw roster. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's only faced Becky Lynch. And in terms of talent, I'm sorry. Yeah, Raw has more women, but SmackDown, in my opinion have better talent in terms of in like single besides besides you know the obvious Sasha Bailey Natty uh, Ruby right that's four Ember no Ember Ember's all right. she's all right she's all right I, she's a good in-ring worker she's all right she doesn't have much else going for her right now but she's a good in-ring worker Let's see what happens. She's, she's not she, she's got to be like so if you have Sasha Bailey and Ruby as level one, Natty level like one A because she's a really good worker, but at least she she does much personality. She's probably wise. the most technical. Yeah, but in terms of like like personality, she's a fart in church. And then Ember Moon would be right after her. So you're talking about four women, five women maybe. On Raw, on SmackDown, you have Oscar, Charlotte, Becky. Naomi can put on a Naomi good match. Can, Naomi can put on a good Sonya match. Sonya Deville's getting better. Fact. Um, what's your name is getting better. Um, Carmella's getting better. Carmella's getting better. Carmella's getting a lot better. She's been training with our truth Took that trip to Stanford. Shut up. Two-time NWA champion. We're on the truth killings. Come for So what I'm saying is, like, what I'm saying, you can have different matches with different people on either Raw or SmackDown. I think she just fits better on SmackDown because Sanity's there. And I'm not denying that. And I think that that's part of the thing is that if you put her on SmackDown... If her single stuff starts to get stale, mm-hmm. you can just let her work with Sanity yeah. and let her, you know, be what she used to be for them. Like, you know, be with them and cause havoc with them, interfere matches for them, et cetera, et cetera. My- so you have more things to do with her on SmackDown versus mm-hmm. on Raw. She'll just be a singles competitor who She'll gets get lost, lost in the shuffle. shuffle. Again, lost in the shuffle. Especially I'm not with saying she should stay on Raw. I'm, I'm th- I'm, I like the uh, idea of her on SmackDown, but... Since they're doing this back and forth thing over, who knows how many weeks they're even going to be switch, flopping, flip flopping them across brands. True. Say, yeah, it's true. I I hate you giving it the time frame of like eight to twelve weeks because I feel like that's way too long when you think about it. In wrestling world, yeah. Eight yeah. to twelve weeks. You talking about four months? It's three months. Three months. That's still too much. So we're talking about like by mania. Because I'm, I guess yeah, but I don't know when they're planning on pulling them up. I, I'm just saying, let's enjoy the fact that we can see her interact with the talent she may not be able to. Okay. Going forward. Right. And this could be said for any of the talent that's coming from uh, so, NXT. I want to use it to springboard into, I think, something that's pretty that's pretty serious. 
Lars Sullivan was announced as one of the six competitors that was going to be called up. He was scheduled to be at a Raw house show, and he ended up not performing. He was there, but he got sent home early because he had an anxiety attack. He was then supposed to be at a Raw taping, and again, because of his anxiety, I, don't, I think he didn't even make it to the building. Mm-hmm. So... Mental health is a huge thing that's finally starting to get its recognition over the last few years. WWE has to take this very seriously. And they have to play it seriously. Mm-hmm. And so this raises the question. Can Lars Sullivan even be on the main roster? Is the anxiety just because he's on the main roster? Does he want to just be back at NXT? Mm-hmm. Is he not going to debut? I mean, what if he gets put into a title match eventually or something the plan was to have him go against Cena at Wrestlemania oh god nope 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 exactly he's gonna walk right out of Mania he's gonna be like what exactly is this so now that becomes an issue you can't punish him because it's a mental health issue Mm -hmm. so how do you treat this well you You know you can't be like oh well we're gonna put you with Cena but we can't trust you so now we're not that's the wrong way to approach this. You, you can't force him into a situation. Well, not force, but you can't let him put himself into a situation where he's going to par- paralyze himself. Right. And then make himself look like a bigger fool. It's not being a, a fool or not. It's just at some point it becomes him being unreliable. It's a liability <clears throat> issue. Um, for me, his mental health is important first mm-hmm. and foremost. I think... What he should do is take some time and figure out, you know what, maybe I'm better off in NXT. Smaller crowd, not too much like what you call it. I wonder if that's what, it, I mean, you know, who knows, maybe he showed up, peeked behind the curtain, saw that crowd and was like, can't do it. Nope, can't do it. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but Triple H talked about in an interview how he's seeing not really like tears to the way the brands are Mm -hmm. and it kind of made me think about how WWE wants to construct NXT, NXT UK Mm -hmm. any furthering branches Mm -hmm. versus Raw and Smackdown Mm -hmm. and if they do end up wanting NXT to be on, looked at it on a similar scale as Raw or Smackdown eventually um, which it most likely won't but if they do want it then what does that mean for Lars Sullivan if he can't, if he can't get over this for himself? They need to, they need to help him move past this anxiety for him to, um, you know, eventually evolve. Because if NXT UK, or if NXT in general be- goes on that same pedestal, Ooh. then what's it going to make a difference if he's wrestling on NXT or if he's wrestling on Raw? There's a difference between wrestling at Full Sail Arena and wrestling at well, well, here's the thing. They, Joe Lewis Arena. I know it's closed been, down, but, you know. Lewis they've been arena. doing a lot of these tours across the states. I don't know what their plans are for the next couple of years. But if they put him on NXT and they, they're at full self for now, but three years down the line and they try to move him up again and it doesn't happen, and NXT is going to have a complete restructuring or something where it's not just in full sale, where they start doing tours the same way we're on SmackDown does, what does that look like for him? I mean, it's what's interesting to me is it's, it's not the first time, like if he was on Raw, it wouldn't be the first time he's been in front of a big crowd in an arena. He's on TakeOvers, He's, been, he's done TakeOvers. Yeah. So, it's so not, he's done live, mm-hmm. he's done big arenas, he's done big crowds. He's done pay-per-views, quote-unquote. Right, he's right. done pay-per-views. So, I'm not, is it just the fact that it's raw? 
Who knows? Is man? it just a new environment or is it something completely unrelated? I mean, no one knows for sure. Yeah, there's no, like, the verdict is not out yet. You yeah, know? no one knows why. It's just he's been it's having spe- anxiety it's spe- issues. It's all speculation. Mm-hmm. The only thing that, that is a fact as of now is that Lars Sullivan has not been on any sort of raw programming because he's been having anxiety issues. So, it's... I wish him the best. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of his work as a as a in ring performer, but that goes like this is beside that, you know. I he's got to you got to get your mental health in check first and foremost. That's so important. Like, mm-hmm. I just hope he gets this figured out, whether it's for his himself and then think about his career. And then what's WWE going to do with him? Because they were to go from Cena at Mania. Now what are you going to do if Lars can't get it himself to to compete? And be ready for Cena and Mania. Then what's WWE gonna do? EC3 versus Cena and Mania. God, that would be boring. Eh, maybe. But I mean, I think Lars versus Cena was gonna be pretty dull too. So. Well, they're gonna have they're gonna book Sullivan as a monster, as a beast. Sure, whatever. He's just gonna beat up on Cena for like seven minutes, and then Cena's gonna hit him with the five moves of doing another night. Six. Whatever. No, nah, Sullivan would have gone over. Cena's in the business of putting, of putting people over right now. Sure. But he did it last week, he did it this week. Alternative, EC3. Yeah, that would be a boring like feud. Dude, can you imagine how boring the, of a match that would be, Cena versus EC3? This would all be dull to me. So, Lex Luger versus... Lex Luger. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's Raw. SmackDown was... Did we talk about the main event? Did we do the main event? I mean, I kind of glossed over it. Finn Balor won. Ah, there we go. He and went over take... with a coup de gras on John Cena. John Cena cut a promo, pretty much putting he was like, Finn over. You've got one more fan, buddy. Shakes yeah. his hand. Close his neck. You gotta know the believer. I was like, whatever. Yo. Okay, Bolt's about. I'm calling it right now. Balor's coming out as the demon. At yeah. Rumble? Mm-hmm. Well, duh. Mm-hmm. He hasn't, been, he hasn't lost as the demon. Yep. Oh. Yep, yep, yep. I saw an art, not an article. I saw a, a post before we get into SmackDown. Lights go out, red lights go on. Finn Balor comes out as the demon. Machine Gun Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows come out with him. If it happens, interesting. I'm yell. Screwy shit. Screwy stuff happens. I'm, I'm gonna yell. I'm Ref scared. gets knocked down. Magic Killer, Coup de Gras, one, two, three. Boom. Finn Balor is the new Universal Champion. I like so this. I should probably warn my neighbor ahead of time. Like, listen, the Rumble's on You're Sunday. You're going to hear some noises. Well, there's going to be a lot of screaming coming from my apartment. So, yeah. actually, you, like, you watch wrestling? I, I love wrestling. Lock the door. <laughs> I actually I wore my, my Balor shirt today because oh, how cute. that is another one of my predictions for you. I didn't think that far ahead. I didn't think that was going to happen. But I did think he was gonna come out as a demon. demon I mean, I, yeah, I thought that was like the surprise, easy money. But then you mentioned the undefeated thing, <laughs> intrigue. I think the rumor was, from what I, I heard today or yesterday, that the plan is Brock versus Seth at Mania. I mean, Seth is gonna win the Rumble. Which means Brock is going to Wait, win. are you retracting your Drew McIntyre? I didn't say that. I said <laughs> that, which means Seth is going to win the Rumble. Right. <clears throat> There's nobody on SmackDown that could win it, in my opinion. On the other. 
he's not ready for it, but I would love to see that happen. I would mark out. Maybe next year. I'd mark out hard. No, not next year either. I'd mark out. No, it depends on how they book him, actually, Matt. Yeah, we have... Depends on how they book them. You're booking. So, Smackdown. Yeah, Smackdown. The good thing about Smackdown is that it wasn't a heaping mess like Raw was. Usually isn't. Right. But the different. But there also wasn't a lot of big stuff to go over. We can probably go over this pretty quickly. Sure. Uh, Becky Lynch and Oscar pretty much took turns beating up the Iconics. Mm -hmm. They had a, a promo. They both had a promo in the ring, and the Iconics came out. And then Becky challenged one of them, and Billy Kay took her up on her challenge. She beat Billy Kay after like what ten minutes? It was quick. Ten fifteen? No. Oh well, Becky's match. Was yeah, Becky's match was longer. Oscar's match was. And then Oscar was like, "I want the other one." Fine. Basically, it was like, "Oh I well, well if one. you beat her, well I can beat her." And then she dragged her into the ring mm -hmm. and pretty much squashed her in about four minutes. Sure, if that. AJ Styles then came out. His music hit as Asuka and Becky were talking trash in the middle of the ring. Like, AJ circles the ring <laughs> and then goes up the corridor to the uh, yeah up the crowd to the concession stands so that him and Dana Bryan can have a fight there. Fight over hot dogs. Fight over hot dogs because that's what their feud's about now. Murder. Exactly. Uh, Samoa Joe murdered Mustafa Ali. That happened. Literally. He's I mean, dead Essentially. Now. The way he threw him into the turnbuckles and the way Mustafa was selling those. It's the way Braun threw uh, Sumil uh, Singh. Yeah, he like, threw him like, over three <laughs> tables or something. <laughs> he, just, he just flew him into a parade like, of like Mustafa. He, the way he throws Mustafa, and Mustafa, instead of taking it like this, he like turned his body and ate it like that. So he went like face first. Face first and then turned his body. He sold it like Ugh. he was dead. And I'm pretty sure he died. So rest in peace, Mustafa. <laughs> Uh, Andrade Cien Almas versus Rey Mysterio was sad to behold. That was a that was a hot cookie. So that was a solid 20, 25 minute match. Mm, about 12, fifteen minutes. Fifteen twenty. Yeah. Because they the yeah, intro the intro started at like eight fifty seven, and the match wrapped up at about nine fifteen. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So the game about fifteen. Went minutes. on for a minute. And it was, it was a lot these of cool two stuff. have such good chemistry together. It's insane. That's what happens when you have two guys that are good at their jobs. They, they Top rope, Hern Canrano, off the apron, another Canadian destroyer, crucifix, bomb. Just like, it was... That was a Canadian destroyer, Jace. Was a he had him in like a the electric chair, kind of. And then he reversed it into like a Canadian destroyer yeah. kind of thing. Flip sit power. Driver. Yeah. It was a fantastic match. Fantastic match. It was good. It was good. It was good. And then I think the main event segment was the Shane McMahon birthday party. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Shane yeah, McMahon birthday Shane McMahon party. Shane McMahon birthday. Uh, which, on the cake, onto the cake. Yeah, which led into the sh uh, Miz versus Sheamus. Yeah, because the bar came out and like, how are you going to have a birthday party without the best tag team in the world? And I was just like, ha, huh, no. <laughs> no. And uh, the Miz went over. Well, that was that was SmackDown. That was again. There really wasn't much, but what was there was good. Mm -hmm. It was good. It was good. It was, it was good. Now we got so there's also a lot of out of the WWE stuff to cover. You want? I'm, I'm sorry, Matt. Do you want to go over the the announcements for 205 Live quickly? Sure. Yeah. So they announced 205 Live's moving back to its 
original time slot on Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. So following SmackDown, it was airing um, part of a three-hour block on Wednesdays, Wednesday yeah. Wednesday nights with NXT and 205 and, 205 and uh, NXT UK. I think they re-aired yeah. because NXT UK airs at like 3 in the afternoon and Eastern time. So <clears throat> uh, that moves back to 10 p.m. Is there any word on if that's going to be shot live again or if they're going to continue to film it before SmackDown? Um, my understanding is that it's going to be live That's a again. mistake. That's a mistake. Uh, I could be wrong, though. Okay. Uh, I didn't see. I didn't see specifics when I was looking it over. I'll come back to it next next okay. week with with more details. But <clears throat> um, Buddy Murphy o- issued a non-title open challenge for tonight. Yeah, that would be yeah. tonight. Um, so by the time you guys are listening to this, you if you want to go back and watch Two Hundred Five Live, check that out. Which you should, by the way. Um, and. At the Royal Rumble, there will be a cruiserweight title and a fa- uh, title match and a fatal four-way match against Kalisto, Akira Tozawa, Hideo Itami. Um, Should be interesting. It's probably gonna. Uh, do you think this is gonna make the pre-show, or you think they're gonna? Oh, put this it? is definitely pre-show. Yeah. This is all kinds of pre-show. I don't know. I'm actually pretty excited. This this match sounds really cool. Sounds interesting. I don't think we've had. Uh, it's a lot of different styles. You have Kalisto, who's you know a luchador. Mm-hmm. You have Akira Tozawa, who's I, it, the, somewhat flippy, but more grounded. Hideo Watami, who's a striker. Strong style. Strong style. And then Buddy Murphy, who's like a brawler, basically. Who I, does some high-flying technical stuff. Because of all that that's going on in this match, I don't want to see this on the pre-show. I want to see them put this on the main card. Because they've been trying to give cru- the Cruiserweight belt its own spot on the main Best case scenario is Raw and or SmackDown each have one garbage match they can put on the pre-show. And this ends up being they can like put a the tag a title match on the pre-show. No, they're gonna do that. What Shane. tag title match? The, 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 the Shane match. No. You nuts! Yeah, Shane I am pretty crazy. Pre-show? Shane McMahon yeah. and the Miz are gonna be on the pre-show. Yeah. Didn't I just mention that I, I like re- caught that? I was like, oh yeah, Shane yeah, no. on the pre-show. No, it's no, no. Oh, he's almost snappy. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, best case scenario, if you can get two garbage matches from Raw and SmackDown. You can throw this in the middle of the card at Royal Rumble as like a uh, like a buffer. Yeah, Rusev versus Shinsuke on the pre-show. Pre-show, that's totally pre-show worthy. Yeah. Um, whoever's the Raw tag team title? Um, yeah, Gabriel, Gable, and Gabriel. Glorious Gable doing whoever they would, whenever they want. Glorious. That'll be pre-show. The revival. That'll be pre-show. Anyway. And then yeah, you give guys as a buffer in the middle of the show somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yes. Big announcement. Sorry, I think this is pretty huge. WWE has announced the first ever WWE Worlds Collide tournament, which will be taking place on Royal Rumble weekend, but I don't think it'll be airing that same week. I think they're filming it to air at a later date. Mm-hmm. Which is silly, in my opinion. Hmm. You're right, you're, you appreciate the choir. This is a tournament that's going to feature talent from NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live. With the winner having a title opportunity on their brand, so the compa- the combatants are Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, Dominic Dijakovic, Keith Lee, and Otis Dozovich, representing NXT. Nice. Mark Andrews, Tyler Bate, Travis Banks, Jordan Devlin, and Zach Gibson, representing NXT UK. That's a stacked team right there. And then Two Hundred Five Live is interesting. 
Cedric Alexander, Tony Nese, Drew Gulai, TJP. If you'll notice, that's four guys, not five. Right. Why? Why? Because originally the fifth member is a guy who has not been on 205 Live, but has been on NXT. And I forgot his name. The next, like, three hours later, pulls from the tournament. Huh. What? So Exactly. So as of now, there's not been a replacement as the fifth member for a 205 Live on this tournament. Yeah. But I am super excited to see these competitors cross-brand, which also leads into what you were saying that Triple H said in the interview. Mm-hmm. I think the interview was with Inside the Ropes, where Triple H said that he wants a ne- a, eventually for WWE to be something where competitors will land where they best fit. Mm-hmm. So they can go Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT, UK, 205 Live. It doesn't matter. It's where they're going to make the most sense. Storyline, what their skill set is, etc., so on and so forth. Right. So this, I think, might I, be the first step into trying to do that. I think they're going to completely rebrand NXT in the next couple years. I think we're, we're going to see it be called something completely <clears throat> different. No way. No? No. No. NXT as a name, as a brand, is too strong. I think it it's carries... It's a brand in and of itself already. It is a very big brand, but I don't know... I think it, it carries too much of like the predisposition that's a, a, like a learning so, and center. A developmental center. So, and here's center. the thing, though, is that I kind of... I don't want this... I don't want them to all be equal brands. I'm because mixed NXT was used for talent to develop Correct. before they went to Raw and SmackDown. Correct. And nowadays, it's become WWE Indie, where you have all these talents who were working on the Indie circuit or Ring of Honor or New Japan, mm-hmm. and now they're running NXT, but you have all these developmental talent who they're signing, these guys, like every year. Right. But how are you going to develop them if they don't get any TV time? If they don't get any ring time? How? That was the whole point. Mm-hmm. So I don't like that. I, I like that. like, And I like NXT. This is not me saying I don't like NXT or the talent they have on NXT. Mm-hmm. But I don't want them to lose the developmental aspect of what they do. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I we have a lot of time with it. I, uh, I think it's going to be tiered closer to how like 205 Live is set right now. Where it's gonna, you know, they're going to set on this pedestal beneath SmackDown and Raw, pretty much. We'll SmackDown and Raw are going to be the big brands no matter what. Uh, yeah, but that's never going to change. Of course not. <clears throat> I mean, even if you do have NXT, I mean, what, do you, what do you rename it? Velocity? That's not, that's not a good idea. A main event? I mean, they, they have main Rename events. it completely, something completely fresh. Because like, he, uh, he also t- speaks about fresh. expanding to multiple different territories. Um, well, yeah, that's their global localization strategy. Yeah. They've already started with NXT UK. <laughs> what do you sound like David Letterman just now? <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, not David God darn it. It's Bill Walton. Bill Walton. Why? But I wonder, like, they want to move into Japan? I don't think that's going to work. Uh, they, they mentioned a bunch of different countries, and they had them... Been down somewhere. They're um, not gonna. They're not gonna survive in Japan. New Japan know, has a stronghold over there. Let's see what happens. And then you have all Japan. You have other promotions. I don't. Know. I think they'd be willing to take a loss in certain areas to bring up a stronghold and get a following. I guess. But we'll see what happens. Uh, Alexa Bliss in an interview said that she's hoping to return to in-ring action soon, following all of her concussion issues. Hopefully. 
And uh, Viper, a.k.a. Piper Niven. So, we had some signings. Last week when we were talking about female performers possibly going to AEW, I, might, I mentioned Piper Niven, and the next day, I got spit in my face. Because <laughs> apparently she turned down AEW's offer, and she will be going to WWE. She's... Performs She's as Viper speed. on the indie scene, but she'll be when she performed at the Bay Young Classic and on NXT in a couple like one-offs. She's performed under, under Piper Niven, so Piper Niven will be going to WWE once her contract with uh, World of Sport is over. Not only her, but I believe Kaylee Ray is also. She was at set. So she NXT was at UK. she was at uh, NXT NXT Blackpool. Yeah, she was at Blackpool. So she's officially signed. She's gone from uh, World of Sport. Mm-hmm. They also signed Trevor Lee, right? Correct, I mean, though. So they signed Trevor Lee, from who was formerly with Impact. He's a. This he we are now in w, in professional wrestling free agency. Mm-hmm. Contracts are over, and everyone's trying to scoop everybody up. There's still some female talent out there for AEW to pick up, but they're running low because well, mm. B Priestley has said that so New Japan is going to invest more into Will Ospreay. So Will Ospreay, who's dating B. Priestley, has committed completely 100% to New Japan. So Will Ospreay and B. Priestley, I think, have both stated that they're buying a home in Japan so they can be Japan full-time. So B. Nice. Priestley ain't going nowhere. Damn. So she's going to be working a lot of Japanese promotions and UK promotions and stuff like that. So she's not going to AEW. So B. Priestley's out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Kimberly is still out there. I think she's still not doing anything. She was with NXT as Abby Lath, but they cut her recently, like last year. So she's still out there. They can try and, and pull her. But they're really, a lot of the women who are out there are already signed, mm-hmm. either to World of Sport or Impact or Ring of Honor as, a, as you know, their Women of Honor division. So here's the thing. So Jericho talked about um, a lot of back behind the scenes stuff. That AEW is super close to a TV deal, yep. and that they're also they've also got a lot of talent deals that are being signed behind behind right. the scenes, and big big name talent mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, he didn't specify he could he, I'm sure he can't specify Legally. you know men or women or what the the specifics are, but I don't think we're gonna hear anything out of AEW for a little for quite a while for three months maybe. Well, we're gonna hear about on February first. When Kenny's contract is over. If he decides to go there. All all signs, according to Meltzer, mm-hmm. is that he turned down WWE's offer. Right. And that he's going to sign with AEW come February 1st. We'll see what happens. We have time. We Speaking of offers, I just got to throw this in because I think this is ridiculous. So it oh, Meltzer, oh, Meltzer revealed the, the deals that were offered to the Young Bucks and to Hangman Page. And oh my God, what these guys turned down. Hangman was apparently offered main roster money. Do we know numbers? No. Okay. But he'd be getting the same money as equivalent to any of the main roster guys to be NXT's top performer. He's going to be on NXT and they were going to book him to be their top guy. He was jump over Ciampa and Gargano and Cole, Ciampa, all these big guys. Ricochet, all, Ricochet, everybody. He was just going to, they were going to push him and go, here's an NXT All title. All the team dream. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> he was going to walk in and just put a belt on him, essentially. Damn. The Young Bucks, this deal is insane. They offer them AJ Styles money. Who, Each. Yes. 
just dollars money for each. Who AJ's making like he's one of their bigger their bigger draws, so I'm guessing he's probably making some pretty good bank with WWE. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles money. They had a mapped out story arc for them, starting from their debut at the Rumble, going into Mania, mm-hmm. and probably involving the New Day. Probably, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And which is apparently unprecedented, a six month opt out clause. So if they didn't like their creative after six months, they can opt out and leave. And they still said no to start AEW. If that doesn't tell you about how much WWE wanted to lock these guys down, whew. Well, I think <clears throat> I think they, they thought if I if I can lock down the Bucks, then I'm going to get Kenny Omega. Yeah. I think that was a their their bid to try and get Kenny. Makes sense. We don't have the details on anywhere else, but I mean, those, those are. There's no details on, on what they offered Cody. Uh, Jericho revealed that his offer from AEW was the, the best one he's ever of his, his career. career. Of his career, yeah. And it's a non-exclusive, so that he can work and in New Japan. He, he said he spoke to Vince about it too, and Vince yeah. was like, "Listen, if you don't cordial. take that money, it's kind of disrespectful. Like, yeah. So just take the money and go." <laughs> and I like that Vince. And Jericho have that relationship where they, they, yeah, they, they can, can talk and he's like, look, candid this about is, everything yeah. with each other. Like when they did All In, apparently he spoke to Vince about All In. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you should have told me sooner. I would have told him to not book a show in September. It's a terrible time to book a show. <laughs> <laughs> apparently. So Vince was like, yeah, do what you got to do. Like, hmm. we're cool. I don't care. That's good, man. Jericho doesn't need WWE and WWE doesn't need Jericho. Mm-hmm. He he said like his his legacy in WWE has been cemented. Yeah. He doesn't need to um, go back there and finish it off because he was asked about like having a Hall of Fame run before he right. gets inducted, and hope, which I'm pretty sure he will. Oh, that point. dude is definitely he's a guaranteed Hall of Famer. But guaranteed. Um, so there's no yeah there's no rule there's no like he's, he's going to be signed with AW for three years. Three though. years. I don't three know if we specified deal. that last week, but I don't know if I did or not. But it's yeah. a three year deal. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah, there's no other like details about any other contracts. Mm-hmm. Uh, any, I mean, the last bits of news that we have to go over, unless I missed anything. Ring of Honor had their Honor Honor Reign Supreme event this past weekend. No title changes, a couple tag matches. The only thing of note, in my opinion, was Flip Gordon got a legitimate knee injury in the middle of his match, and they had to call the match off, which is unfortunate, because Flip Gordon, due to, in big part, in my opinion, to uh, the being in the Elite Series... Has become a pretty, not a big name, but he's a, he's a he's a he's a face. He's a pretty big face. Uh-huh. His name's getting around. His name's yeah. getting out there. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's definitely on the upswing of his career. So to have him have a knee injury now is really unfortunate for him. Um, I think being the elite is going to help him stay relevant. You know, so that way when he comes back, he doesn't. He's not completely out of heat. The way um, Becky, when she was hurt, used her social media to yeah. like you know keep her heat flowing. That's um, assuming he still continues to be on on uh, being the being elite. Because um, he's remember he's a Ring of Honor contract, so he may not be able to do this. We'll stuff. see what happens. Oh yeah, and we'll WWE see. offered to make being the elite a weekly show on, on the, the network. network. On the network makes sense. They're like, no, we good. <laughs> we don't need to censor well, this. Well, we like our iPhones. We're fine. We, exactly. Uh, being the elite was great this week as well. Britt Baker showed up. Oh yeah, <laughs> what is it about the elephant in the room? What the fact that you murdered my boyfriend? And then they go straight to the, <laughs> the intro music. 
but uh, uh, so last oh oh um wow women of wrestling yes they have announced that they're they they're have a deal with a, with Access TV correct so that's debuting on January and it's going to be on a block with New, New Japan, Japan for two hours which is great for wow yeah it's, it's great awesome for them. it's just women's wrestling for an hour yeah and it's T- Tessa Blanchard is their face right now like that she was the one that was their big advertising mm-hmm. character. Um, which I think is big. I mean, one of the daughters of the Four Horsemen. Yeah, she, and she's she's she an is. established woman's wrestler. Yeah, in the in the the community and the you know yeah the gist of things. Um, it's gonna mean a lot. Let's. Uh, it starts this Friday. Watch it on Axis if you have Axis. Axis is um, a very. I have Axis actually, mm-hmm. but not a lot of um, cable providers out here. I don't think YouTube carry. TV has it. Uh, Sling does have it. I know that much. Oh, do they? Yeah, Sling does have it. Access TV does not. I don't know if Fubo does, but I know Verizon Files carries it. Um, if you can watch it, definitely give it a shot. I'm I'm interested to see how it's going to evolve in the next couple months. Same. But. Same. Anything that I didn't cover, guys? Um, do you want to... Hmm? So, yeah. So, I think that'll pretty much wrap up this episode. I, I mean, I know we talked about a lot, and we did leave off some stuff, but we didn't want to, you know be in your ear all day long because you could probably do this all day long. Uh, you're listening to us on soundcloud.com slash grapples to apples grapples on number two. two apples. Don't forget you can also check us out on Google Play Music or Apple Podcasts. Uh, don't also major important Facebook, Twitter, do, are we on Social Instagram? Yeah, we, we are on Instagram but we have like no, no. pictures on there. So forget Instagram. Twitter, Facebook, dot com slash grapples to apples again that's grapples on number two Two. apples make sure you're liking you're sharing you're subscribing you're commenting you're engaging with us message us if you want to message us for whatever reason give us criticisms do whatever you got to do just make sure we're in as many years as possible we appreciate all the work that you guys do to put us in as many homes as possible as always I've been Will the Thrill the Poetarian Major English the everything that you need ever in your life joined by you haven't written the poem yet I'm your gonna, face. You're not going to shut it down. Your face, you shut it. What are you, miss? Joined by. The man of the hour. <laughs> the man with the power. Too sweet, sweet to, to be, be sour. sour. That's the one I wait for every week. Cream of the crop. Rise to the top. Just don't stop. Your boy shades. Uh, and, and the double Z and the double E. Hitting you in the ears with the noises and the things. Why are you gonna smack your hand? You know whoever's listening to this now, if they're in their headphones and they're in the car, they're just gonna hear a loud boom. Like for what? For oh, that what? one guy's probably gonna tear you apart. We can click things up. Yeah, you're right. There you go. Thank you all for listening. We will catch you all next week. Hopefully, by the way, we might have some big news coming your way. Big news. So stay tuned for that. We'll catch you on next week. Peace. Peace and love. And then watch the next scene.